0: actually are going to Marcus talk about the SBU Marcus well boom Marcus boom <laughs> I do, I know he did that. That's that actually is extremely helpful. It's just I don't. Yeah, when the
1: time is right, you'll watch it. That's all. Yeah. So I have books on my shelf that I haven't read yet. When they've the got them there, they're waiting. When the time is right, I'll get through those too. The same you thing. Know,
0: it's really interesting. I was looking at that at something like that the other day, and I was looking at my bookshelf and I noticed, I noticed a, a book about. <laughs> I noticed a book about Yugoslavia that I have been meaning to read for, and I just haven't yet. It's just, it frustrates me. It frustrates me, but at the same time, I also know why. I just, I, I partially know why I haven't yet. That's just the way it is. This is one that is very, very descriptive of what happened with Yugoslavia and why it is no longer Yugoslavia. It was... It was something that I, I picked up because I really wanted to to read it, and just was like, I just don't know if I can go there. Then Ukraine happened, and it's like, yeah, I really should go there. I still just haven't. I still just haven't, and I also have a pile of four books that I read a couple of page out pages out of each of them when I get a chance because it's there's no one, it's sitting down to read a five hundred page book these days. I just don't have the time it's frustrating because I want to, I need the information that is in those books. I just don't have the time to read them because if I take the time to read those, I will lose track of other things that are important too. See folks,
1: the thing to understand about Prince is unlike some of us co-hosts, Prince is massively prepared every time she comes on. She's probably spends eight, 10 hours a day Preparing so she doesn't have time for her books. I, I find more times for books because I do tend to wing it a lot more than she does, but post stuff in the back channels for us, irresponsible co hosts, so we can take advantage of all the work that she's done, which I'm very appreciative
0: of. She's among the greatest of us. Indeed. Well said. Marcus is sucking up because it's Christmas time and he's my son. Anyway. So I do want to perhaps talk about a couple of things on the SBU docket tonight, if that's okay, Robin. What I will do... Right I was now, about to ask you
1: if we could, even though it wasn't able to yeah, do this. Go ahead.
0: We can. I just need to... I need to get to the ones that... Some of the ones that I... Some of the ones that I added. And this one... Let me let me send you a couple of links here, Robin, or are you in my list? You can't be that far in my list. I guess you are. I started to send you a message, and then I got distracted. Unless you've neglected me terribly. Uh, good Lord. Good Lord. Now, if anybody also needs to have an impulse buy tonight, we can also talk about the Christmas spider. Because the Christmas spider is very interesting also. And the Christmas spider caused me to make an impulse purchase. That was rather sad. The other day, Marcus came bounding onto the space and he said something. What I heard was something about eight year old or eighth grader. It's still the number eight and it counts. Yes, it is. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I hadn't heard anything about it. I went to digging. I went to digging. I first came upon a news source that I wasn't familiar with about the occupiers killing a child in the Kherson Oblast. On December 20th, the occupiers killed a child in one of the communities in the captured territories of the Kherson region, according to the head of the Oblast. Now, I didn't see that, and I couldn't find any other verification. I still was in some doubt. But I'm not in any doubt anymore. According to him, the boy who was studying in the eighth grade was shot in front of his family. They justified it by the fact that the child had allegedly took a picture of something wrong. After the murder of her son, the mother tried to commit suicide. The director of the school where the boy studied will write a statement to the police, an appeal to the parliamentary commissioner for human rights Dmitry Lubinets is also planned earlier the SBU informed about the suspicion of the Russian invader Alexander Rubinov who raped a resident of the Kherson region these are going on to unrelated cases this is just general Kherson region news that is but that is the story about the bo- the boy in 8th grade who was shot for taking a picture now if i move on to another tweet here or another message yeah, that one is a tweet too that is from the harkiv human human rights protection group who is a, a well-known organization and uh, you should check out their website sometime it's khpg oh is it is it actually what is there it's what's khpg.org Anyway, and of course, what they say confirms what the other story said, is that in the temporarily occupied part of the Kherson region, Russian occupation forces killed a local teenager in front of his family, that he was in eighth grade, and he was killed on the 20th, and he was allegedly taking pictures of something in the middle of the street. They grabbed him and took him home and shot him in front of his family. Then further corroboration with the her son prosecutor's office and that is just to uh, say that they that they are aware of the case now and that proceedings have been initiated under the procedure procedural leadership of her son regional prosecutor's office a pre-trial investigation has been initiated in the criminal proceedings on the fact of the violation of the laws and customs of war which is combined with international murder part 2 of article 438 of the criminal code of Ukraine according to the investigation the military forces of the Russian Federation killed a minor boy in the temporarily occupied territory of the district yeah of the Kherson region currently investigative actions are ongoing to establish additional circumstances of the event and persons from among the mil- Russian military personnel involved in the crime they are it is being carried out then by the state police in the herson region which is good news that is that case trying to find out about that threw me into a tailspin for a couple of days and it wasn't pretty it was not pretty yeah what is it eight-year-old kid why why for taking a picture are you kidding me I'm just, I'm very angry about this one. Go ahead, Robin.
1: And not even that. To take the child home, to make sure that his mother sees him being killed. There's, when people say we have to get rid of Putin, Putin's the problem. No, it's Russia is the problem. These are, these, these soldiers didn't have to do this. They didn't have orders from Moscow. This is, there's a real rot in the soul of Russia that this kind of thing could happen. It happens over and over and over and over. It's not this is not this is not out of character. And it's just horrifying. It's horrifying that people could be this way.
0: It really is. And there's another case that I actually hadn't read it all the way through. But we can read it through now because it sounds absolutely horrifying to me. And and I suppose maybe I should just give you access to this document, but we'll just go this way for now. And this is another. Whatever works. This is another document. Wait, I think I sent you the wrong thing that second time. Lee, let's try this again. I must have hit the wrong button. Send me pictures of that wild party she went to last night. (laughs) My goodness, wild parties with Marcus. (laughs) You think that's where he learned how to do it? How to do the party, Marcus? Ah,
1: We're really real. Has to show up very soon. Eyes Wide (laughs) Shut was a documentary about my life.
0: This is going to go bad. This is going to go bad with the three of us and our senses of humor. I must behave.
2: (laughs) Did you see that movie about me called Boogie Nights?
0: Where's a new lighter? (laughs) I got to break out a new lighter here, soon. The SPU has a... The SPU... This this is actually serious stuff, people. This is about, yeah, dismemberment. This looks absolutely horrible, yes. Yes. Yeah, which is why I haven't totally read it through yet. We will do it together and see what we face. The SBU identified three rioters who killed a Ukrainian patriot during the occupation of Kharkiv and then burned his dismembered body. The security services and the national police established the identities of three more Russian occupiers, who committed war crimes against the civilian population in the temporarily occupied territory of the heart? We are talking about two servicemen of the Seventh Separate Motorized Rifle Regiment of the Armed Forces of the Russian Federation, Vitelli Padimnenuiki and Aleski Grabanovinov, as well as Russian as, as well as Ruslan Chov, a soldier of the 202nd Motorized Rifle Regiment of the Aggressor Country. In the spring of 2022, they took part in the capture of Kupyams, and his districts of the region, and carried out punitive actions against local residents there. During such raids, the Russians kidnapped and killed people in mass. According to the investigation during one of these raids on the territory of Shriv community in the Kupian district, Padubdi shot a local farmer with a machine gun. In an attempt to hide the crime, the accused, together with Gubernov and Gronkachev, dismembered the body of the murdered man and then burned it. Then burned it. They dismembered it and then burned it. Criminals also broke into the home of civilians and stole private property, including cars, household appliances, and money. In case of resistance, the rations threatened to kill minor children. It is documented that this way, the perpetrators took six cars and trucks. According to the available data, the invaders tried to transport looted property to their place of residence in russia on the basis of collected evidence all three war criminals were notified in absentia of the suspicion under part two of article 28 of part one of article part one of article 438 of the criminal code of ukraine violation of laws and customs of war committed by a group of persons according to prior conspiracy in addition Patomubny's Potomobny, criminal actions are additionally qualified under Part Two of Article Twenty Eight and Part Two of Article Three Four Thirty Eight of the Criminal Code of Ukraine. Violation of laws of customs and war, combined with intentional murder committed by a group of persons according to prior conspiracy, comprehensive measures are being taken. To bring perpetrators to justice, each of them will be found and punished. The investigation was conducted by SBU employees in the Harkey region together with the National Police under the procedural guidance of the Regional Prosecutor's Office. This is why I like to have a night after genocide night. This one is on genocide night, too. This is a horrid, horrid example. It is I don't even know what to say. You know what my hope here is? I don't know what I hope realistically. Do I hope that they have already been killed on the battlefield for in part their actions that have happened? Or do I hope that they are found and held accountable to pay for their actions? Or do I hope that do I hope I, that they they've already, I, or do I hope that they discover that they've already been taken prisoner of war and, and are serving time already in Ukraine? and can be held accountable for their actions. There are possibilities. I don't know. I don't know. I, I like number three. I am,
1: I, when I was in Israel, I sat in on part of the war crimes trial of John Yanyuk, who was apparently had been a guard at one of the cartons concentration camps. Even though it was 60 years later or whatever, there is something to be said for seeing a person who's committed horrible crimes be brought to justice in a court Convicted by law, this will be a yet another example when these and these when these trials start happening because they will catch some of these people eventually if they haven't already. Another way of that will show the difference between Russia and Ukraine. U- Ukraine is a country of laws. Ukraine has fought, and Ukrainians have fought. Bravely and over many years to develop and preserve a country that is subject to the rule of law. I I will be very happy to see these people tried with proper safeguards in a Ukrainian court of law and sentenced to the sentence they deserve.
0: That is one thing to look forward to. This is a hard one because they haven't been captured yet. What I still need to cling to when I look at this, what I need to cling to, what I need to hang on to is that they know who these people are who did this they if possible will be found if they are still alive and are taken prisoner of war their name's gonna ding right away flicker please go ahead
2: thank you so much i really appreciate you saying all those things reading all those different reports it's important that we keep talking about and being vocal about those are really difficult things to really just even to read Right, because we in the bus try to imagine the horrors the Ukrainian people have to go through when they're on the occupied land. Dealing with the Russians, this is, I just wanted to echo something I think it was Robin who said that it's not just Putin who commits these war crimes, it's Russian people. A lot of them were led to believe that Ukrainians are lesser humans than they are. They So for them to commit these crimes, it's just, it's a given thing. Like, of course we're going to do that. Like, who's going to hold us accountable? This is just Ukrainians, right? They don't see them as people. They they don't really see, they don't have the same level of sympathy. This is what I think there's a huge psychological gap between how we in the West expect Russian military to behave or Russian politicians to behave and how they actually behave, right? Because we measure or we expect to measure their actions through our prism of understanding of military operations, right? we have professional military force, we have rules, we have laws, we have, even at the lowest level, people are held accountable for every action. we have rules to escalate different types of human weapon systems during the actual conflict, that kind of stuff, to minimize and mitigate civilian casualties to the fullest extent possible. Russians don't have that. This is something, one of the biggest things that we really need to start collectively, in the West, to comprehend. that That's not the measuring stick we need to be using. When we're talking about Russians, war crimes, or Russian activity, let's put it that way, right? Because all of that is a war crime, essentially. It's really disheartening because it's a huge burden that Ukrainian people have to carry, right? Because it's going to take a long time for them to find justice. I'm with Robin on this one because it's I think the ultimate justice is when that perpetrator realizes, fully comprehends the gravity, the level of that type of atrocities that he committed against somebody, repents and then start really paying for it. That would be the ultimate, probably in my eyes, at least justice. On the other hand, I'm very skeptical that modern, I'm building air quotes, modern Russian society can achieve that level of humility at this stage of their evolution, essentially. As as a society it's definitely um catch twenty two on that and yeah, I do also have so many different mixed feelings when we listen to the reports. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys doing this. This is very important. I love the space, I love the hosts and co-hosts of the real report. I will continue to listen I will drop down to listen for but thank you so much.
0: Thank you. It's what I think is we've seen so many we've seen so many horrid things and we've heard of so many horrid things and We've read so many horrid things. We've seen Bucha. We've seen Erpine, We've seen Isium. We've seen the mass graves, which brings up a whole nother thing that I wanted to talk about. That, And we, we've we seen the images of the dead bodies on the road. We've seen, and I remember talking to Roman, the firefighter from Harkiv, who was helping to dig up those mass graves in Isium. And he called us from the site one day or shortly after he, he called in sh- from the site or shortly after he had returned to the fire station from being there all day, exhuming bodies. and And that just keeps going through my mind. It's, yes, some of these people have been caught, but every time I hear that somebody is at least identified who has committed one of these awful crimes, I breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief. Even if they aren't caught at this point, their names are at least known. They are at least identified, and so they can be looked at. Somebody posted just randomly, and I came across it, let's see, how long ago? On December 17th, about a factual documentary that is on ITV, so in Britain. And it tells the story of the mass graves of Isium and the tour of Russian occupation. And reading this story about the farmer who was killed in Izium and dismembered and burned made me think of this. I was able to watch part of this. I ran out of time and haven't had time to finish watching the rest. I found a way around and was able to watch it on ITV, which is, of course, a British TV service. It's an hour and 15 minutes. It is subtitled for it is 100 percent ukrainian but it is very well done it tells the story of the and i just retweeted the tweet again about that it tells the story of the occupation it tells the story of the people in the area realizing that bodies accumulating was not a good thing it tells a story of why they chose to do the mass grave where they did because of where it is and the, the attributes of the soil there that made it easier to dig. And the man who dug the grave and the man who tried to put identifying information on each one of those. If you, I just retweeted it, so you should be able to go and find that tweet that I just retweeted that has a link to it on the ITV.com. Like I said, it is British. You may be able to find a way to watch it. Those having just recently watched most of that, and then reading about this story, it, it, it really this case gave me a gut punch. Like I said again, is very happy to hear that somebody has been identified who is who has done some of these atrocities and and that they will be held accountable.
1: I so. also suspect that just as Nazi war criminals uh, weren't safe after the war, even if they managed to, uh, to disappear to Paraguay or whatever, I have the feeling that uh, General Budanov and his people are, are going to uh, be finding some of these people, even God willing, after the war is over and Russia has been pushed back out of Ukraine and back in its box, that these people are not going to be saved, that if you've committed a war crime, Ukraine will identify you, and I feel feeling you will be found
0: sooner or later. What is it the Budenov said? Deeper and deeper? They will go deeper and deeper into yes. Russia. I think they will go deeper and deeper into just about anywhere to to find the person that they need. Let us try. Yeah. Go ahead, Robin.
1: I actually wanted, I feel like we're getting very morose here, which is easy enough to do when we get into these horrible war crimes. I just wanted to point out a couple of, of positive things today. One of which is that we've probably talked about before, but I'm so happy to see it, is that the London mayor, Sadiq Khan, will be sending those cars, a lot of them four-wheel drive trucks, small trucks that are being taken off the streets of London, that they have figured out how he has put his full backing to taking these cars and rather than destroying them, to getting them shipped to Ukraine, where they're desperately on the front lines. They need exactly these kind of, of cars. Happy to see that with the intervention of Ben Wallace and uh, Boris Johnson, a few other uh, big names, that he's finally gotten on the right side of this issue. That is a good thing.
0: This is how we do it on the SBU. Because what we're going to talk about now, I think I just sent you. Let us now talk about people who have been convicted. Let us now talk about people who have been sentenced. Because that is the reward for listening. To the hard stuff, right? That is the reward for listening to the stories that are harder to hear. Tracy seems to do this in a much more upbeat way, and I do wish Tracy a speedy recovery. I don't know if she's listening or if she fell asleep again. Part of me hopes she fell asleep again. Feels so bad. I sent you this next one, I believe. According to the SBU materials, two henchmen of the Russian Federation were convicted who, during the occupation of Kharkiv region, helped the Russians take food from people. The little turdy people. I not the turdy people, but the little turdy Russians. What it it reminds me I heard that about I heard that somewhere that they left graffiti graffiti in a house that they had ripped apart and occupied and all that. They had left graffiti that behind the <laughs> behind it says, What makes you think you deserve to live this way basically is what they said seriously it reminds me of that
1: joke which isn't funny about the about the russian who's who was his neighbor has a cow and he does and he gets to make a wish and his wish is that his neighbor's cow should die it's the same kind of thing this guy i remember seeing a a a clip on youtube of of this guy who's complaining and screaming how could this ukrainian have a jacuzzi or have a, a whatever why do they have the right to live this way i'm thinking to myself do you ever stop to think that maybe? it would be better to be in Ukraine that maybe in Ukraine, you have a chance of living like a human being instead of living in the hell old country that you're from. But they hate the Ukrainians for having a better life than they do. It's really, it's It's sick. sick.
0: It is sick. It is sick. To any of our Russian listening guests, I would like to tell you something. I did some grocery shopping today. Now I don't go into a store. I haven't got into a store in almost three years. I know, it's stupid and it's paranoid, but it's true. I did some shopping today, and I would like to point out, and I took a screenshot because I couldn't take a selfie of myself with the eggs. I just took a screenshot of the eggs. I would like to point out that I ordered, which will be delivered for free tomorrow, a dozen eggs, a dozen brown eggs, a dozen organic brown eggs. I think they were organic. Anyway, for $2.99 a dozen. $2.99 a dozen. It
1: hadn't been shipped from Kazakhstan either, right?
0: (laughs) No, they were not Turkish eggs. They were not Turkish eggs. I tell you what, getting one egg out of my cockatoo, which, by the way, laying eggs for parrots is not healthy. It is not good for them. Just saying that right now. But getting one, one egg out of my cockatoo costs more in food then, then that doesn't trust me way more. Anyway, that's a
1: you know. Story. Be, be, before we go on, this, I just have to share something with Marcus because if he hasn't heard this, he has to know because it could lead to so many inappropriate things, which we're not going to say. Marcus, there's a shortage of eggs in Russia and,
0: and there's a shortage of cucumbers in Belarus. All of those jokes were made by Will last night. Was well, he? I'm sorry, and I missed it. All of the possible. <laughs> Poor Marcus (laughs) fell asleep with his hand up during the genocide segment last night. I felt so bad. I felt so bad. I actually,
1: I fell asleep during the middle of the, I I tried to listen to the whole thing. Oh my gosh, I obviously missed
0: the best part. I think Marcus is asleep now, otherwise he would have sent something inappropriate. (laughs) He may have fallen asleep and that's okay. The guy works hard. The guy has a family. The poor guy. Anyway he is yeah that's why i don't know i don't know why i like him so much i call i have called him my son yeah
1: in fact i I agree i adore marcus
0: in fact i sent him a message earlier much earlier telling him that i paid 2.99 for eggs because actually 2.99 for eggs is good even around here he'll be delivered to my door sometime between 11 o'clock and one o'clock tomorrow anyway for free free delivery
1: That's because we live in the perverse, there's a perverse, horrible West, not in the pristine and virginal Russia, as they like to call themselves. Talk about lack of self perception.
0: I probably get a discount for being a lesbian or something. I'm just, no, that that was just a joke. I'm just kidding. There is no special lesbian discount for Amazon Fresh. Even on the West Coast, it's amazing. Even on the West Coast. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about these people who stole food from residents in Kharkiv are now behind bars. Thanks to the evidence base of the Rush- of the security services, two more henchmen of the aggressor who worked for the Russian invaders during the occupation of part of the Kharkiv region received actual prison terms. One of them, a resident of the village of Shershny, Shershny Will spend ten and a half years behind bars, according to the investigation. After the capture of the settlement, he helped the yeah. occupiers navigate the area and looted the homes of local residents. I Stab- think Prince, this bastard yeah.
1: too, I think, was Ukrainian. It sounds like he was like he was a neighbor of these people.
0: This happens. This happens. It was established that the intruder, together with the armed Russian. Mil- with the armed russian military broke into the homes of ukrainians and then they confiscated food supplies cars and generators during such raids rashes even took food from children and the elderly in case of refusal or resistance they threatened imprisonment in the torture chamber and murder for cooperation with the occupiers the person involved received from them the privilege of free movement in the village. SBU officers detained the attacker during stabilization measures in the liberated territory of the region in May of 2022. According to the materials of the security services, the court found him guilty under Part 1 of Article 3-2 of the Criminal Code of Ukraine, assistance to the aggressor state. Another convict is a resident of Kupiansk district who leaked intelligence to the fsb about the deployment and movement of the defense forces in the territory and community first of all the aggressor wanted to find out about the locations of the warehouses with weapons and ammunition of the armed forces in order to adjust missile and artillery and drone attacks upon them according to the investigation the russian special service remotely engaged the woman in cooperation after being after the beginning of the full-scale invasion of the Russian Federation SBU officers located the perpetrator and detained her in her own apartment after the district was liberated on the basis of the collected evidence the court found that the per- found the perpetrator guilty under part 2 of article 114-2 of the criminal code of Ukraine Unauthorized dissemination of information about the movement or deployment of armed forces committed under martial law. The investigation it doesn't say what the sentence was. Interesting. The investigation was conducted by the SBU employees in Kharkiv region, together with the National Police under procedural guidance of the Regional Prosecutor's Office. Now, yes, Robin, I realize that that these aren't Russians who got this sentence. We do hear this kind of thing happens really. This we hear we read a lot of these cases here on the SBU segment because they happen a lot. I know that it's true. It sucks. It sucks. People are held accountable. Now you can look in a situation like this one where it maybe, just maybe, these guys got to know Ivan and Vlad very well and know what units they were with and know a little bit about Ivan and Vlad, and they may be able to tell the Ukrainian authorities a little bit about Ivan and Vlad, which will help to bring Ivan and Vlad to justice. One would hope that they have that inclination within their heart. Um, I'm not holding my breath, but I'm hoping. Actually, so.
1: the second one, I was thinking, it's, she's been convicted. They don't say the sentence. Maybe she hasn't been sentenced yet. And that can sometimes happen. It takes a while to sentence somebody after they're found guilty, but it's also a time to uh, where there can be some negotiation going on. If you give us some information, maybe you'll you'll get a little bit off your sentence. That could be what's happening at
0: this point. It definitely could be. Yeah. Should we talk about, should we talk about religion? That's always a fun, yeah. So no, we
1: can even, what about religion when we talk about it? It's almost Christmas. In fact, it's even almost Christmas in Ukraine this year, a couple of, weeks earlier than it used to be
0: but the thing is that i was going to talk about religion as it goes for a criminal case
1: okay why not let me it's take a look go ahead
0: about religion too because the
1: pope did stuff this week and yeah the pope i'm not even catholic and he embarrasses me
0: robin he told he the pope said you catholic priest now as long as you follow the strict guidelines that I give you, you may bless the LGBT people. You now, people got way that, too That one doesn't bother me so much anyway. Go on. I know. It's as long as you finish and follow the guidelines. The thing is, it's a very narrow, tightrope to walk. People got, I think, a little too excited without totally understanding what it was all about. You know what? I think it, it may be a baby step forward. At the bad thing. But the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church said, Yeah, thanks, Pope. We're under you, but uh, we're not going to follow this one. And there will be priests to make that choice. That part of what the Pope gave them the right to do, too, is to make that choice, not to do it. It is up to the individual priest. It is up to the individual priest to make that decision. Not a you must bless them. It's you can, as long as it's not where i'm going with that basically probably won't change a whole lot anyway let's get back to let's get back to the russian orthodox church of the moscow patriarchy no that see that's just the russian orthodox church i'm used to saying the ukrainian orthodox church moscow patriarchy but this is the real deal what no this is the full-blown russian orthodox church this is the full-blown russian orthodox church they reported the suspicion of the archpriest of the Russian Orthodox Church from Crimea, who is engaged in the supply of attack drones to the occupiers. The security services gathered evidence on Archpriest Dmitry Protkov, head of the military department of the Crimean metropolis of the Russian Orthodox Church, who promotes armed aggression in the russian federation there oh wait a minute why is there a military department of an orthodox church one has to wonder i'm i am i am not kidding (laughs) it's the archpriest head of the military department of the crimea metropolis of the russian orthodox church why you're a church not a they, military organization. They
1: they must they must have a different New Testament than the one I'm than one I'm familiar with. So like, man,
0: I
3: when
1: the head of your church is a KGB agent, I guess everything goes, right?
0: This is very true. This is very true. We've seen some pretty sketchy things from the Ukrainian Orthodox Church Moscow Patriarchy in Ukraine. This is even, I don't know, man. This is the whole... Actually, I I did actually... We had a case a couple of weeks ago, I think, where there was like a military training camp that the Russian Orthodox Church was running up outside of St. Petersburg, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's like church running military camp. One of these things is not like the other. Anyway, while on the temporary occupation, While on the temporary occupied peninsula, he organized the collection of funds for the needs of the occupying groups fighting against the defense forces of Ukraine. According to the investigation, charitable contributions go to the accounts of the so-called Special Humanitarian Center of the Russian Orthodox community, church community, which was headed by the person involved uses the money received in this way for the wholesale purchase of strike drones, thermal imagers, portable radio stations, and anti-drone guns. How are those things humanitarian?
1: You remember the thing about beating, beating your swords into strike drones, thermal images, and portable radio stations, right?
0: Is that in the Old Testament? You're an Old Testament kind of gal, so listen I'll, love- I'll touch on that. Oh my goodness. My dad only read, my dad in his old age only ever read the New Testament and Psalms. I, because, yeah, I think it's because that was the large print Bible he had. Anyway, the person involved, oh, it's already, I already said that. Okay. It was established that called personally delivered the purchased products to units of the Russian troops stationed on the front lines in the Kherson Zaporizhia and Donetsk regions i'm waiting for them to say that he also blessed them also well, you his won't history, wait long God, i really hadn't read ahead i had not read this case also during his stay on the front together with other clerics of the russian orthodox church he consecrated the military equipment of the occupiers and blessed them for killing ukrainians Wait, maybe Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, and the donkey that took them all to Bethlehem. I shouldn't be
1: surprised by any of this anymore. It's just uh, these people are not Christians. They're not religious people. They're they're functionaries of an aggressive of of a terrorist state who they cover it over with window dressing of, of religion. It's horrible.
0: I don't even think that's window dressing. That's a net curtain. I'm not talking about the person a net curtain. I'm talking about a net curtain. As plain and simply, we have heard about this too. It's one of the things that, when okay. and I know I'm going to go sidetrack here, when the the cathedral was attacked and hit in Odessa in July, I guess it was. That's one of the things that that the priests from the Russian Orthodox Church Moscow Patriarchy, the cathedral that got hit, said in their letter. It's basically they told, they said. You very well may have blessed the missile that just attacked your church. What is wrong with that picture? How many things are wrong with that picture? There's a long, huge list. Long, huge list. In addition, of June of this year, after the Kohovka hydropower plant plant was blown up by rockets, Khrotkov visited the affected areas of the left bank of the Kherson region, where he preached Kremlin narratives regarding the causes of the extraordinary event and thereby tried to artificially discredit discredit, discredit Ukrainian defenders. Due to his public activity in favor of the aggressor country, Krotkol is a frequent guest on the TV broadcast of the Russian Propagandist Soliyavyavyavyav. If you listen to mockers enough about who Soliyavyavyavyavyav is, as the investigation established, the suspect supported the Russian invaders even during the seizure of Crimea. At that time, he was the abbot of the Ukrainian Orthodox Church, Moscow Patriarchy, in Simferopol, and together with the occupiers, tried to block the Coastal Defense Brigade of the Ukrainian Armed Forces in the village of Kyrgyznyk. To the investigation, the cleric called on the Ukrainian defenders to surrender and go over to the other side of the enemy through a loudspeaker. I'm loving this guy more and more. That's the sarcasm in my voice. For this, he received a position in the so-called Crimean Metropolitan of the Russian Orthodox Church on the basis of collected evidence, and the investigators of the security service notified Dmitro Kratkov of suspicion under Part 1 of Article 111-2 of the Criminal Code of Ukraine, Assistance to the Aggressor State. Since the perpetrator is in hiding in temporarily occupied territory of Ukraine, comprehensive measures are being taken to bring him to justice for crimes against our state. The investigation was carried out by SBU employees of the Autonomous Republic of Crimea under the procedural guidance of the prosecutor's office in the Autonomous Republic of Crimea and the city of Sevastopol. Once again, The church is the beacon of truth, light, and
1: love. I guess it depends a little bit on which church you're talking about, doesn't it? Oh, boy.
0: There is at least one case a week, one case a week, with someone of of a Moscow Patriarchy Church or a Russian Orthodox Church. Actually, it's usually Ukrainian Orthodox Church, Moscow Patriarchy Church, that has been found of suspicion for something. And everything from child pornography to weapons trafficking to propaganda, to there's a whole long, huge West. This anyway, guy, yeah.
1: this guy, also, unfortunately, to me, looks like he's also a Ukrainian. He was right. originally in the, the, the UOC Moscow Patriarch Dmitro is the Ukrainian name, Russian would normally be Dmitry, I think. Which is again, another, this is part of, part of, there's so much, there's so much, uh, there was so much uh, back and forth between Russia and Ukraine. Won't be anymore. Or to hear a lot of people who have said that I know a number of people have a, one, per, one parent is Russian, the other parent is Ukrainian. Anyway, I don't think that's going to be happening so much in the future somehow.
0: Now I have to do something that I don't normally do when I'm co-hosting with Tracy here, because otherwise I'm going to get confused. We already went through this yeah. one I have to find a way to visually really quickly see here's one that I didn't take time to read about. No, not that one. Where did it go? no no I, I wish not. I,
1: I saw something. good okay, go ahead.
0: This is one actually I, another one that I haven't read just because I ran out of time, but it is one that I wanted to make sure yes. I wanted to make sure that we got to it. I wanted to, it was one of the ones that I really wanted us to cover. I wanted to make sure that we got to it tonight. Because, yeah, that's what we do. This one is embarrassing, I think. Probably. This one, I think, is probably going to end up, even though I haven't read it, I can just take a really good wild guesstimate on this. Tracy, I know you're listening. I saw you emote on your emoticons. You know what I think we should do? I think we should get matching SBU tattoos in the Cyrillic. I think we should. I think we should get matching tattoos of the SBU patch in Cyrillic. I do. She must, maybe she fell asleep because she's not emoting now. Anyway. So, Prince, would you like me to read this to save your voice? I don't,
1: either way, if if you want to, that's fine too, but I'm able to. No,
0: go ahead. That's fine. You can read it.
1: Okay, but you have to kibitz. Okay, so this
0: I have to kibitz. No, Tracy. (laughs) Now she's now she's emoting. There she is. Are we getting matching tattoos? Yes or no? Now she's not emoting again. Okay, I think she was emoting, trying to save my voice, but my voice has been fine for two weeks, a week now, two weeks. I don't know. Whichever.
1: There she is. (laughs) Okay, I will read it anyway, and even if your voice is all right, (laughs) thank you, Tracy. All right. SBU and Ministry of Defense discovered an attempt to embezzle UAH 1.5 billion for the purchase of artillery shells for the armed forces. The Security Service, in cooperation with and with the assistance of the Minister of Defense of Ukraine, eliminated a corruption scheme for the purchase of ammunition for the armed forces of Ukraine of almost 1.5 billion hryvni. As a result of comprehensive measures, the head of one of the main departments of the Ministry of Defense who was involved in the embezzlement was detained in Kyiv.
0: Okay. Did you catch that? They are calling out one of the members of their own Ministry of Defense. This is from the Ministry of Defense of Ukraine. It is one of the main departments of the Ministry of Defense of Ukraine they found out that he was embezzling they are not hiding it they're not covering it up they're putting out press releases there are photos and the whole nine yards they are holding him accountable and they are holding him accountable very publicly why because they want this kind of crap they want this kind of corruption out of their country
1: that's 100% right it's- there's no, there doesn't seem to be any attempt to quiet this up or anything. They are very public about these things. It's, yeah. I have a friend who was on the Maidan during the revolution of Japan, and one of the things he said was really the, the most important thing for a lot of the people who were there was not getting into the EU or anything else. It was getting the corruption that was destroying Ukraine and it come from Russia, getting that, getting the corruption out of the country. It's since then, they've been working on it. It's This is clear. As you say, going af, after the head of one of the main departments of the Ministry of Defense, this is serious. Nobody is getting, nobody's taking care of their buddies at this point. If somebody is corrupt, they're getting called to account, which is a, as it should be. Anybody who doesn't give Ukraine a lot of credit for this in the middle of a, a genocidal invasion is an idiot. It's astonishing what they're doing. Anyway, going on, according to the investigation in December of last year, the official signed an agreement with a special exporting company for the purchase of a wholesale batch of artillery shells for Ukrainian defenders. Then the budget funds were not transferred to the accounts of the special exporter. The newly de- created defense procure-, procure agency of the Ministry of Defense later concluded a more profitable contract for the supply of these same artillery shells with the same manufacturer. The new contract, unlike the previous one, provided for the purchase of ammunition without intermediaries, directly from the manufacturer, which significantly shortened delivery time and reduced its cost. This is a good thing. However, the defendant, neglecting the contract of the Defense Procurement Agency, unjustifiably extended the previous agreement with the Special Exporter Company, Moreover, after the extension of the old contract, almost UAH $1.5 was transferred to the accounts of the affiliated foreign intermediary firm. This amount exceeded the cost of production by 30% under a direct contract with the manufacturer. During searches of the places of work and residence of the person involved, documents were found that confirmed illegal activities. As part of the criminal proceedings initiated by the investigations of the C- security service under part two of article 114, the one, one, four, obstructing the lawful activities of the armed forces and other military formations of the criminal code of Ukraine. It is planned to inform the official about, about the suspicion. Currently the person involved has been removed from the performance of official duties. In addition, the Ministry of Defense is taking measures to return the appropriated almost $1.5 UAH to the budget of Ukraine. The investigation is ongoing. The perpetrator faces up to 15 years in prison. Comprehensive measures to expose the corruption scheme were conducted under the procedural guidance of the prosecutor general's office. Very interesting.
0: Yeah, he found yeah. out, didn't he?
1: Exactly. Making a, an example of someone this high up in the hierarchy, really, it, it trickles down. People less prominently, look, if they didn't even protect this guy, maybe I ought to consider considering corruption myself because if he can't and isn't protected, I'm certainly not going to be. And it's what Ukraine is working on right now is getting that, getting enough weight on the side of you're going to get caught that people start, stop trying to get away with this. Then at that point, well, things will be much easier. But it's a real, it's a real, it's requiring a lot of time and effort. And what my grandmother used to call stick to at this point.
0: Stick That is like a favorite word of, of that has been a, I wonder if that's still a favorite word. I don't know.
1: I don't know. It it certainly ought to be a concept. I, mean, I think it might not be as much as it used to be. My, my grandma raised a family during the Depression. That was, that was when you had to have stick to We've got, we've gotten soft in our, better economic times i think what i find interesting here prince is what it doesn't show a direct link to this money going into this fellow's pocket it implies that
0: i'm sure they it have is, it
1: it, it feel, you know it just it doesn't say it it looks this is that what is interesting too is the fact that this is they're in the middle of the investigation this is not this is not a finished court case
0: what does it say that yeah. maybe they're like hey we're looking at this is what's going on, and we're going to be able to get this guy because we've got all this evidence. Even though we're part way through it, you know what? We're being totally upfront and honest. We want to let you all know that this is happening,
1: hundred percent. Also, I think this may be a way of flushing out people who are involved in this. may be looking, thinking this is a really good time to turn states evidence. If it, I'm not, I'm Carl, I'm making. I'm assuming from what I know of the American system of the Mississippi something comparable in Ukraine. I would assume that if one comes forward with information before one gets arrested for this, that it might be a favorable thing to do. This way they can uh, encourage people to help out with the investigation.
0: Yes, I do see we have a hand. Christopher.
4: Greetings. The uh, Have you decided where you're going to uh, order on to next? Or are you still, still talking about the, the gentleman convicted of, or going to be convicted of, his photos on there's no face plant photos though, looks very civilized takedowns.
0: The snow free there's no I didn't but I didn't really look
4: very closely this week.
0: My favorite Robin lately has been when they arrest somebody and they plant his face in the snow.
5: It makes me very happy.
0: Dryfly has a question. Dryfly, go ahead.
5: Excuse me, I didn't have the button yet. I was going to give you some guidance or some insight into that kind of corruption and why it's so uh, important to snuff out. Um, we ran into some of that in Saudi when I was doing business there. We are trying to sell uh, solar panels uh, with a group to uh, some collectives in Saudi. And our prices were half the price, half the price of the existing products. And it, it, not in, incidentally, the people we were competing against were funded by Russians here these guys were charging twice as much. We were half as much and they got the contract. My buddy and I later were in San Francisco at a trade show and we were bitching about how the hell could we lose a contract when we're half the price. The other guy's twice the price, they get the contract. And a guy overheard us. We were at a, a Pakistani cafe. Uh, and the guy overheard us and looked at us and, you know, it was a thick Eastern European accent. I don't know where in Eastern Europe. He says, your problem was you should have charged three times as much. And yes. we looked at and we go, what are you talking about? And he goes, because if you had charged three times as much, the officials who are skimming it could have made even more off of your contract than off of the guy from Russia who got the contract. And he says, you people are just not thinking. I looked at my buddy and we just—we could not believe it, but that was exactly what was going on. The fact that the person who got arrested, who paid, actually didn't have the money directly to him, he got it probably through a payout, through a secondary channel that didn't even show up on the records, but it was through an under-the-table payout. The reason they caught him was because of the huge amount of money, the difference between the actual contract that was sold and what they could have gotten, and there was probably records of it. That is, in effect, an embezzlement, but it's through actually a, a payola or a bribe, or a, they even they, in some of these countries, the word for bribe and the word for commission are the same word. In other words, they're synonymous. That, to me, explain when you explained it to me, I just about laughed. I was doing a Sudoku before I go to bed, and I listened to you guys, and I'm like, oh my god, I know exactly what was, what happened? that transaction because I had seen it. I'd been on the wrong end of those. Yeah, that was it. The reason, by the way, it's so important to Ukraine to get rid of it isn't just to make people happy that they're, they're rooting out corruption. It's that guy is extraordinarily dangerous to the state. And by that, if they're able to determine that he's taking money and they can even find out who he got the money from, it's very likely the Russians can find out he's taking money and who he got the money from. And they use it as a hammer over them to get state secrets. The Russians have been doing that extraordinarily successfully in the U.S. with DOD and intelligence people. And that's why one of the things that the U.S. intelligence people do when they vet uh, a potential source or an undercover agent or even their own people, they always look to find out do these people have financial difficulties? Do they have a propensity for petty crime and for being. Quick and easy with cash because if they are, they're extremely vulnerable to the Russians who will roll them up using that. In other words, if they give them a small bribe, a bigger bribe, then the next thing you know, they've got them for whatever they want. It's not just law and order, it's actually totally strategic and important for the state to root these guys out because they're highly vulnerable to that kind of corruption from outside actors. I will listen. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Just seen it happen, and that's exactly how these things work. And to see it in action had to have been something else. I think Christopher is going to join me and try to get us back on track, which actually I was going to go do right now anyway. As long as I go ahead and translate this document first, I I just looking at the notes here that I put in 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 my in the document that we share about. Hi, Christopher. Welcome to the co-host seat. I,
4: does the list have there are a couple of things here. There's the Russian agent caught trying to recruit the Intel worker in Odessa. Do we go over that one?
0: Which list are you looking at? Do you have access you have ac- to my secret list?
4: Nope. I have my own list. I make my own list. I did my homework for this. What
0: don't know what I actually what I was gonna talk about really quick was a telegram post that I have here. This one, this is something very interesting. There was a delegation of prosecutors of the Office of the Prosecutor General led by Deputy Prosecutor Veronica Litovinia. They held a meeting with the members of the Laboratory of Humanitarian Studies of Yale University in Washington. Now, she emphasized that the Prosecutor General's Office highly appreciates the effort of all the partners, colleagues, and experts in documenting and analyzing international crimes committed by Russia in Ukraine. The Deputy Prosecutor, of course, thanked the Conflict Observatory for its report reports, systematic programs of Russian Russia for the re-education and adoption of Ukrainian children, and cooperation between Belarus and Russia in the systematic deportation of children. These reports play an important role as a mechanism for raising awareness of the international community about the actions of the Russia, of Russia and Belarus against Ukrainian children from the perspective of a neutral observer. In addition, the information presented and analyzed in the reports can be an important piece of evidence for us. This is what I wanted to highlight real quick. Having this meeting with Yale in Washington is extremely important. The two reports they're talking about have been extremely, extremely important in understanding what is happening with Ukrainian children, how Ukrainian children are being taken from the occupied territories of Ukraine to Russia and then taken to Belarus. And what happens while they're in Belarus, where they're taken in Belarus, then, and that is the most recent report that came out in November, I think. At the end of October or November, that we are slowly working our way through on our Friday genocide segments. And we haven't gone through this report on the genocide segments. It came out in February, and there have just been so many other reports that we've gone through. We haven't gone back and gone to that one. But that one was very specifically about where the kids are being taken in different and put into different basically re education camps all over Russia. And they were able to locate where these are all throughout the country and how many there are in different areas of the country. What I wanted to point out about this is the close relationship that is happening between the prosecutor general's office and organizations like the Yale Conflict Observatory who is writing these reports, and also the acknowledgement that Ukraine has that what is in these reports, number one, is a third party, it's a neutral party, who is seeing the same things that they're talking about? They're helping to document these crimes that are happening, and additionally, they are the brain freeze. Additionally, they will; these are things that are going to be able to be used as evidence down the road as proof of genocide. That's one thing that I say very frequently: is that every single report that comes out out is a brick in the wall is a brick in the case that is going to enclose Russia into being convicted of genocide of the peoples of Ukraine. I just wanted to run through that really quick. That, that was actually next on my list. Now I will try to find, now I, <laughs> I will try to find the case that you're talking about. A case in Odessa, you said? Christopher, go ahead and uh, tell me what, what we're talking about here. Go ahead.
4: No problem. This was released by the Odessa Region Prosecutor's Office uh, on the 19th. um, And it talks about a gentleman that is going to be spending 15 years in prison for collaborating with the enemy. The citizen of Ukraine was found guilty of treason, and this will warm Tracy's heart, part two of Article 111 of the Criminal Code of Ukraine, following a public indictment by the prosecutors of the Odessa Regional Prosecutor's Office. 15 years in prison, confiscation of property. Now, I do wish they would say what... I don't think they say what property, but let me keep going. The prosecutors proved in court that the convict on his own initiative went to the representatives of the Russian Special Service. This a naughty, very naughty boy and offered his help in carrying out subversive activities against Ukraine. He is the suspect in criminal proceedings related to the mass riots on the side of the pro-Russian anti-Maidan groups in, on May 2nd, 2014 in Odessa. He hid from the investigation in the territory of the Transnistrian Moldovan Republic. He was on the run, on the lamb as it were. In order to fulfill the tasks of the aggressor, the man collected intelligence about the forces and means of the armed forces located in the territory of Odessa and the region, as well as about the presence of personnel and military equipment in the area of the so-called Ukrainian Transnistrian border. In this, quote, zone of special attention of the enemy, there was information about persons involved in the intelligence apparatus of the SBU, and law enforcement agencies of Ukraine, including those operating on the territory of the PMR. The agent passed on intelligence to his curator, a major of the Ministry of State Security, his handler is a major apparently, of the PMR, which is the cutout for the interests in the Russian, acts in the interests of the Russian Federation. The convict was detained after receiving fake data from an SBU employee allegedly recruited by him pre-trial investigation and there's some photos here no face plants just sish looking 50 something year old white bald balding man who's much like the uh previous one who's also uh the guy that took 40 million dollars as a, in a kickback kind of thing he was also of that ilk what is with that what is up with that
0: no, it's a, a no 15 years. It's article part two of article 111, which I can't remember. Tracy can look these criminal codes up like crazy, but I'm not going to. But it's not treason, I don't think. Yeah, and that goes back for a while, and that is that's good stuff that they were able to catch him recently. Excuse me, not all that long ago, there was a big, huge, big, huge. Verdict in a Maidan case having to do with having to do with Maidan. It was basically holding the people, the Bakut guys, avail accountable. This right here, Maidan appeal has been overturned. There was a couple of guys who were actually found innocent in the process of that, or found not guilty, or whatever it is. One of those innocent verdicts has been overturned. I wanted to go through that rather quickly, if we could, because that is rather important. In the Maidan Affairs, a former policeman of the Berkut Military Police Service of Ukraine in the Kharkiv region was convicted of torture. Based on the results of the review of appeals by prosecutors of the Office of the General Prosecutor and Representatives of the Victim, the Kiev Court of Appeals passed a guilty verdict against former policemen of the Berkut Police Service of the Military Police Service of Ukraine in the Kharkiv region accused of the torture of protesters at the colonnade of the central entrance of the Domino Statement named after a guy whose name ends in I. With the verdict, the appellate court overturned the acquittal of the Dnipro District Court of Kyiv, which had previously been subject of an appeal on the basis of the decision of the criminal court of Cassiton of the Supreme Court was reconsidered on appeal. Holy crap. Anybody got a map and a whiteboard so we can keep track of this?
4: Can, can we use instant pictures, like the instant pictures and string and connect the dots like that? I want, I, I'd, I'd do it that way.
0: That would work good. We need, well, you know what we need? We need those thumbtacks that stick out so we can get the string and tie them together. That's it. That's it. We've got ourselves. This is something you would see in the SBU workroom where they are putting a case together. This is just to try to keep track of which court did what and how. Pull. New appellate hearing. Prosecutors proved the guilt of the former Burke residents <laughs> who is an active police officer of torture, Part 2, Article 127 of the Criminal Code of Ukraine. He was sentenced to six years in prison. The verdict entered into legal force from the moment of its announcement. The prosecutors proved that the convict deliberately caused severe physical pain, physical and moral suffering, to two participants of the Revolution of Dignity by means of beatings, torture, and other violent acts following a previous conspiracy by a group of persons. This was done in order to punish the victims for their participation in protests on january twentieth, twenty fourteen, at the intersection of a couple of roads, as well as for the purpose of intimidating and discriminating against them and other persons. They the both Then both protesters were thrown from the colonnade. Also, one of them, who was a minor at the time, was undressed at an air temperature of minus 12 Celsius and wounded in the thigh of the right leg with a knife. After that, they sprayed him with pepper spray and forced him to walk naked through a group of law enforcement officers singing the national anthem of Ukraine in this way his ideological beliefs were ridiculed later the victims were accused of organizing mass riots this guy had originally been acquitted and after they played tic tac toe in several different courts it sounds like going higher and higher in courts he was that that conviction of that he was then convicted and he is going to serve some time in jail now reading what he did personally i'd like to see him get longer but it is what it is it's not the criminal code of my country it's not the sentencing guidelines of my country it this is ukraine we we respect what ukraine has has in their criminal code for for dealing with these kinds of situations anyway christopher did you yeah. had you heard anything about that go ahead
4: you no, know, Tracy and I were talking about it a little bit earlier today, but I did not have the kind of color and detail that you provided. Thank you. That I don't know. I think there would be more things I would want to do other than see him spend more time in jail. They'd probably wanna start off by, by the old eye for an eye. I'll see how he he survives in uh yeah. maybe hanging out all night in minus whatever Celsius it was there. That's uh pretty horrific. Thank goodness they just kept going after him because that was one of the things I asked Tracy, which is because I was unclear and she pointed out the fact that he was acquitted. He wasn't found not guilty while that in it of itself may not make him guilty, right? He acquitted could be that he's not guilty. Generally, if that being acquitted would be that um, you're just not uh, found guilty at the time. You could still be guilty that's what she was emphasizing yeah Uh, nice real nice people back to you
0: that's i just i know tracy was excited to talk about that you know with tracy having been sick tonight you may get to talk about a few more of these in your mornings i know she talks about them sometimes and i sure hope she starts feeling better yeah thanks for sending that that other case and this case is also those are also, that's also a good one that I wanted to make sure to bring up and uh, yeah. Did and, you, did you
4: go over, go maybe I missed this. Did you go over the one, the notification of suspicion to the Crimean arch priest of yes. ROC? You went over that one? Okay. Yeah. So the UAV supply. Okay.
0: Yes, we did. What more do you expect from a Russian priest? I just found another one with a priest. We do love the priest cases. Good morning Mockers. How are you, honey?
1: Morning. I'm just waking up and discovering that my calendar completely got changed. Things happened. Things happened while I was asleep. Well, in 5 minutes and I will grab a coffee.
0: Thank you. Christopher Mockers is here. I appreciate you popping up. We'll get we'll give her a few more minutes to wake up and then then I appreciate you jumping up and helping out here. As we, what we—that's one thing we do as a team. We're there for each other, and we pop up as we can when we can to make sure that that times get covered when somebody falls ill or has an emergency and they can't come up and uh, and co do their co host shift. Yeah, and that those things happen. Go ahead, Karen.
3: I think I'll share one more thing, and then I'm going to hop down because I still got stuff I need to do for Christmas before I go to bed. A bit of good news to share. You know how Taiwan is not in the best of situations with they've got a problem with a bigger, hostile neighbor who likes to bully them? Guess what? It's Christmas, and Taiwan has allocated a million dollars to help Ukrainian refugees in Poland. And and the reason it's not that such a a million dollars isn't a big amount anymore like it used to be, but the fact that they this country would make a generous gesture toward Ukrainian refugees when their own country faces so many problems and difficulties ahead, I just thought that was very touching. And thank you, Taiwan.
0: Very good. We have another case here. And I don't see, again, any snow plants, which saddens me. I do, I didn't check all the cases for snow plants this week, but I just haven't run across any snow plants. There may be no snow plants this week, which, eh, I'll live. All right. So on this one, of course, our good friends, the Ukrainian Orthodox Church Moscow Patriarchy, is involved. The SBU exposed three enemy internet agitators, including Ukrainian Orthodox Church Moscow Patriarchy provocateur, who hoped to get Russian passport from Putin. In Kiev and Kharkiv region, the SBU cyber units have uncovered another three internet agitators of the aggressor state. The perpetrators called Russia's Armed Aggression An internal civil conflict in Ukraine discredited the Ukrainian defenders and incited religious hatred. To carry out information, subversive activities for the occupiers' benefit, the agitators used their accounts in social networks and popular messengers. They published destructive content created by them or reposted at anti-Ukrainian calls of the pro-Kremlin provocateurs from Ukraine and Russians. top in Kyiv, the SBU exposed. Oh my goodness! Exposed a 42-year-old associate of a coordinator of a of mass riots near Kiev's Perchskaya Lavara. I'm getting tired. Sorry. During these events in the spring of 2023, we remember these, the woman called on people to resist the lawful actions of the law enforcement. The suspect also disseminated similar content through her Facebook and Telegram pages with a total audience of almost 5,000 subscribers. In Kyiv Oblast, the SBU documented the unlawful activities of a resident of Boryaka who was spreading Kremlin narratives, the one Moscow church in Ukraine was trying to undermine the internal politics, the internal political situation in the region. To spin provocative posts, he used pages on Facebook, Telegram, Viber, as well as on the ban, oh, don't know, Whoa. more networks that I think are that, that are banned that seemed to be Russian with a total of 5,000 users. I think you have more than 5,000 followers. Anyway, when Russia launched its full-scale invasion, the man applied to the Russian presidential department for dealing with appeals from citizens and organizations to obtain citizenship of the aggressor state. In Kharkiv, the SBU blocked the unlawful activity of a 47-year-old woman who posted fake stories about the war in Ukraine by the Russian war correspondent Alexander Slakladkov on social media. During the battle for Mariupol, she distributed video fabricated by the invaders to discredit the defenders of Avastol. The files... Of the two cases investigating in Kiev region have been sent to the court. In the third case, the pretrial investigation is underway. The investigations are conducted by the SBU office in Kiev and Kiev region and in Kharkiv region under the procedural guidance, procedural supervision of the prosecutor's office. It's usually guidance, not supervision. Anyway, so those are three agitators who are causing trouble online and we'll see what ends up happening to them in the long run.
4: Yeah. I'll batch you to your three agitators. How about an illegal detention, extortion, theft, and corruption? Four million hryvnias for three Ooh. cops, three cops and their accomplices to be tried in Odessa. Prosecutors of Odessa's regional prosecutor office sent an indictment to the court against three operatives of one of the Odessa Police District offices. Oh, those are very naughty people. And the head of the post office on the grounds of corruption, abuse of official authority, extortion, illegal a deprivation of liberty and theft. Now, this is for Tracy. Part three of Article 28, part three of Article 368, part two of Article 365, part four of Article 189, Part three of Article 146, Part five of Article 185, all of the Criminal Code of Ukraine. The investigation established that the police officers had organized a criminal scheme of earnings connected with the systemic receipt of bribes from citizens. Thus, without drawing up procedural documents, they detained citizens while receiving parcels with alleged drugs at the post office and demanded money from them or their relatives for not being prosecuted. Uh, uh, a shakedown, Prince, there's a shakedown. The law enforcement of officers involved and the head of one of Odessa's post office in their case, quote, end quote, who provided the necessary information about the client base. In this way, accomplices received almost 140,000 hryvnias and legal funds from four citizens who were illegally detained and kept in a car and demanding money. The defendants also broke into apartments of another victim where during an unauthorized search, they allegedly found drugs and demanded that the man give them 10,000 U.S. dollars. In the case of refusal, they threatened to use physical force and put him behind bars. The victim was forced to give the accomplices 400,000 hryvnias and 1,497 U.S. dollars. I guess he just didn't have the 10 grand in U.S. currency lying around. In your cryptocurrency, he ponied up some cryptocurrency, poor, poor guy. In addition, the intruders stole 97,000 us dollars from the man's house. In order to conspire and cover up the criminal activities, police officers moved in cars with suspended license plates and criminal funds. Tracy, you're just going to love this one. The criminal funds were transferred to the account of a relative of one of the accused. Can't be any better than it can't be any better than the all of the cars going to the mother-in-law who doesn't drive. The investigation of another member of the organized group, a former law enforcement officer, continues. He has been declared an international, internationally wanted man. And there you have it.
0: Dang! Now those are some naughty, naughty boys.
4: Yeah, way naughty. Why? So I'm going to I'm going to bow down because it looks like the time is a mocker's time. I know how she's ready. Well, how are we doing with people and retweeting the space? Because I want to hear some numbers.
0: Thank you, Christopher, for jumping in and helping out and letting Robin go to bed. Robin stayed up late. Anyway, that's just like I said. We do what we do to help each other out because what's important is Maria report and get, keep a Maria report running, like we have. For the last, I don't know how many days, 660 and I think we're on now. We will keep on going. We will keep on going. We will not stop. We're coming up on two years, you guys. Coming up on two years. Mockers, have I known you for two years? That's just scary. Nick Nako, go on ahead. I just want to say one thing is that it is so important to really catch any and all corruption and, you know, definitely bring them to justice and make it as public as possible because the more they do it, the less likely that people are going to try to do it. You know, when they see, oh, people are getting caught, maybe it's not such a bright idea anymore. Anyway, I'm West Coast. I am off to bed and have a great space. Thanks. Thank you, Nick Nanko. I appreciate it. Always glad to be here.